This, this is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, all this week, we heard about the Arctic Vortex. A blast of Arctic air swooned down upon the United States of America. Well, I'm here to tell you there's something else that's going to swoon down for the next two hours. That is my five-star pleasure vortex where we talk about alpha male pleasure maneuvers. That is cigars, spirits, diversions, dice, dames, the good life. If it involves pleasure, you can be sure we discuss it right here, front and center. So forget the Arctic Vortex. That has left the building. But Pleasure Vortex, that comes every single Saturday, and I see no end in sight. The forecast, much more pleasure ahead, right here today on The Cigar Dave Show. Long-ass greetings and salutations, a long-ass snappy salute, Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure, America's alpha male front and center, Humidor 1A, and we welcome you. It has been, or was, frigid throughout most of the country, and I received many emails from people saying, General, I am going to take your advice after last Saturday's show, and I'm absolutely going to build myself an alpha male man cave. Because I could not enjoy my cigars or my libation. You take a libation outside, and it was so cold, it would freeze. And do you know how difficult it is? I'm sure you do if you tried to do this. Smoke a cigar with big, furry gloves. It just is not the most pleasurable experience. And the 14% moisture content in your cigar will freeze like that. Not good at all. Build yourself a man cave, and uh, you won't have to worry about any Arctic vortexes. And I love the fact that... We haven't heard a thing from Al Bohr. Where is Al Bohr to jump up and down and say, the world has a cold. It is frigid outside. All this stuff I was saying about global warming. Oops. Not a word. Pretty amazing. Well, lieutenants, if you care to uh, join us, we uh, there are several ways that you can participate here on the Cigar Dave show. First of all, you can email me, CigarDave at CigarDave.com. You already heard the uh, phone number. But if you care to follow me 24-7, 365, there are two ways to do so. One via Twitter, at Cigar Dave Show is the handle, at Cigar Dave Show. And like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Cigar Dave, or just go to our website, CigarDave.com. It'll take you right there. BCS Championship game, I enjoyed fantastic cigars and libationary maneuvers while watching the game. That was an absolutely... Spec- uh, it didn't start off so great, at least for the Seminoles. Everybody thought maybe it was going to be kind of a dud game, but it turned out to be a, a magnificent game at the end, and there's no question, Jamison Winston, when it came time to delivering, all alpha, baby, 
No question about it. Then they win 34-31 and take the BCS championship game. One thing I thought was very cool, and I tweeted this out, I had all three TV screens. I've got a main screen and two smaller screens. And actually, if I could have like room for 10 screens, I would, because if there's 10 games going on, I'd be surveying and scanning uh, all 10. However, I had on the main screen the ESPN primary feed in high definition. On the upper left, I had the ESPN news feed, which had the film room with three current coaches, the head coach of Texas A&M, of Pitt, as well as Boston College, Matt Millen, and uh, Chris Spielman, and they had uh, one of their other draft experts that was on, and that was fascinating coverage. I love that coverage. I love the fact that ESPN did something outside the box. Every one of their ESPN channels had something unique. I did not, however, care for the ESPN2 feed, where they had a celebrities and social media and Johnny Manziel and Tim Tebow. Everybody's talking over each other. Didn't care for that. But I thoroughly enjoyed the game far more this year when there's just... And and, and why would anybody want to go to a stadium now and watch a game after the way ESPN covered the BCS championship? No question. It was a fantastic uh, production. The game was great. And there's only one problem. No more college football now until... Mid to late August. And that is an outrage. We are going to have to go seven and a half, eight months without football, at least college football. And to me, if Obama really wanted to do something, something of, of note, of lasting worthiness in this country, one suggestion. Make football mandatory year-round. Maybe you have a one-month break, but for some sort of football 12 months out of the year and I would be a happy five-star. All right, lieutenants, we have a lot to get to today on the show. Uh, later on in this uh, hour, we'll be joined by cigar veteran and cigar master blender and cigar uh, just a uh, 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 renaissance man, Benji Menendez, who has uh, announced his retirement. He retired the end of 2013 after 62 years in the cigar business. Well, we're not going to let Benji leave so fast. And in the second hour... Consumer Electronics Show going on, CES in Las Vegas all week. Cool gadgets, cool TVs, cool cool electronics that you have to have. We'll be joined by Jim Berry, the digital answer man, because let's face it, you're going to start building your man cave, you better know exactly what the latest and greatest in technology is. And they've got some very cool screens that I'm salivating and drooling over, and I'm sure Jim will fill us in on all that's going on. But we have much to get to today, lieutenants, without any further delay. Defending your rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of pleasure. It's the General Cigar Dave. Well, the enemies of pleasure are not going to be happy with this next item. You will recall back in 2004, four to 10 years ago, Morgan Spurlock, a film uh, producer, came up with a documentary entitled Super Size Me, in which... He went to McDonald's, he ate at McDonald's, and ate fast food for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and all snackage times. And at the end of the documentary, he gained massive amounts of weight, his blood pressure went up, his cholesterol was through the roof, and his whole point was, eating fast food proves that it will make you unhealthy. Now, there's no question, there's no question that Morgan Spurlock, you know, was on the side of the food police of the enemies of pleasure. Well, let's fast forward 10 years to 2013, 2014, and we'll talk about John Cisna, 
a high school science teacher in Colorado, Iowa. That's interesting. Two states for the name of a city. Colorado, Iowa. How about we have uh, Florida, Georgia? Or how about we have uh, how about we have uh, Alabama, Utah? Well, in any event, teacher Cisna checked in on September 15th at six feet tall, weighing in at 280 pounds in that corner with a body mass index of 38, which is considered obese. And he wanted to conduct a research study, a research project with three of his science students. So what he did, beginning mid-September, he and his three students decided that he would eat at McDonald's for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snack. That's it. Cisna, who was 54, let his students plan his meals. They made a documentary in the process. And during the process, they used the caloric content available on the McDonald's website and the McDonald's in McDonald's stores, which shows calories, fat, saturated fat, sodium, uh, protein, carbohydrates, and they created a 2,000-calorie balanced diet. Students did this, along with teacher Cisna, John Cisna. So what happened in 90 days? Well, before I tell you what happened, let's talk about what Mr. Cisna ate. Typical breakfast would be two egg white delights, uh, a bowl of their maple oatmeal, and a 1% milk. A salad for lunch would be followed by a more traditional value meal at dinner. This isn't something to say, well, he only went to McDonald's and ate salads. Uh Uh-uh. I had the Big Macs. I had the Quarter Pounders with cheese. I had had, uh, Sundays. I had ice cream cones. But did he have a filet fish Did he have one of those magnificent pulverized fish sandwiches? I have no idea. So, Mr. Cisna goes and eats breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks at McDonald's. And I've gone to McDonald's, and I love their coffee. They had a special here in the Cigar City of Tampa. I think other places, it was a buck any size. In fact, I know up in uh, Buffalo in the Western New York Theater of Operations when I was up there this summer, 59 cents any size. Good coffee. They're McCafe, and I like the, what, the, the uh, type of cup that it comes in. Excellent coffee. Can't go wrong. And I have gone to McDonald's in a bind when I'm hungry for breakfast, and I have the plain oatmeal. You can get the plain oatmeal without the sugar, without the uh, brown sugar on top. You can get it plain, and you can get, uh, they've got a little fruit pack, and you can put it right in there and use a little bit of artificial sweetener. Very low calorie. They're at White McMuffin. Same thing. Well, Mr. Cisna, after eating McDonald's, as he just uh, mentioned, lost 37 pounds. Now he weighs in at 243. His cholesterol dropped from 249 to 170. His LDL, or bad cholesterol, went down 34%. He lost 4 inches from his hips and 7 inches from his waist. I would say that's pretty successful. I would say that is a successful scientific study. It accomplished what he wanted lost the weight, got healthier, and of course, you just know that the enemies of pleasure, the food police, are going to find something wrong with this. And what did they find? 
a nutritionist who was asked on NBC said, well, I'm very concerned about the fact that he had so much Diet Coke. Really? The guy just lost 40 pounds. His cholesterol dropped like a lead brick, and they're worried about Diet Coke? Here is what Mr. Cisna had to say about his results. The point behind this documentary is that, hey, it's choice. We all have choices. It's our choices that make us fat, not McDonald's. There you go. He made choices. You can go into McDonald's tomorrow and go eat every salad they have, but don't put on the dressing. Don't get the cheese. Don't get the croutons. You can go and have breakfast. You don't have to have their super deluxe, uh, whatever they call their equivalent of the Grand Slam, with the eggs, uh, the 10 egg McMuffins and everything. Go in and have an egg white McMuffin. Have the oatmeal. It's all balance. It's all choice. So congratulations to John Cisna of Colorado, Iowa. And he plans to continue his diet until mid-March. And he also, one thing I should mention, he also added 45 minutes of walking into his daily routine. You don't have to go run a marathon. Go and walk a half hour, 45 minutes. I like a a one-hour power walk, and it does indeed make a difference. So to all the enemies of pleasure that say, oh, fast food evil, McDonald's evil, you have your answer. Just like Al Gore doesn't like the Arctic vortex rearing its head, so too do the enemies of pleasure hate the fact that this science teacher proved that you can go and eat fast food and lose weight, everything in moderation. The National Cigar Litation and Libation Ceremony is next. Get three premium cigars each month shipped directly to you. These cigars are selected by the general himself and come in a reusable, customized zippered pouch. Sign up for the Cigar Dave Officers Club at CigarDave.com. If you love modern, full-bodied cigars, you must try the new Nicaraguan Puro from Romeo e Julieta. It's called RYJ, and it has critics raving. What makes it so special? Nicaraguan magic. Nicaragua is a mystical land with a magical climate for cultivating tobacco. The tropical sun filtered by billowy clouds, the soft rain, the diverse soils, all combine to produce tobaccos unmatched for strength and flavor. Handmade by skilled artisans, RYJ features a rare Nicaraguan Corojo Jalapa wrapper, Available only to the makers of RYJ, a unique double binder of Nicaraguan Jalapa and Esteli tobaccos, and a savory blend of select Nicaraguan fillers at body and complexity, spicy and intense. These leaves are unequaled for both deep, rich flavor and subtle nuances. Taste the magic today with RYJ, the bold new Nicaraguan Puro by Romeo e Julieta. Visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. 
For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. You walk into a cigar shop, stare at hundreds of choices, and wonder as you take in the aroma. Go with an old standard or try something new? Lead or follow? That's the real question here, isn't it? Next time, choose to lead with a premium cigar from Royal Gold Cigars. Royal Gold Cigars introduces two exciting new premium cigar lines, Casino Gold HRS High Roller Selection and Kismet. Hand-rolled in Honduras with a blend of four distinct quality fillers wrapped in a rich Habano Rosado wrapper, the Casino Gold HRS is a medium-bodied cigar for high rollers who never gamble on flavor. For a robust option, try our bold Dominican Puro, Kismet, meaning destiny, a blend of six Dominican tobaccos. It's bold, smooth, burns evenly, and leaves a clean white ash. There, we narrowed the options. Lead or follow. Visit royalgoldcigars.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. We will be joined by Benji Menendez, Cigar Master, in just a few minutes as we commemorate his 62 years in the world of cigars as he retired the uh, end of 2013, a few weeks ago. We have to have a cigar in his honor, something appropriate. Well, back probably around, jeez, uh, I'd say in 1995, right around a uh, few months after I started this show, General Cigar, to commemorate the 150th anniversary of the Partagas brand, which the Menendez family, Menendez and Garcia, Benji Menendez, his father, grandfather was involved with, they came out with a special cigar called the Partagas 150 to celebrate the 150th anniversary of the Partagas brand. And it came with a very unique at the time, 18-year-old Cameroon wrapper. Now, I was given a box of these cigars, a box of 50, by Edgar Coleman Sr., who is now deceased, and Edgar Coleman Jr., the chairman and CEO, respectively, of General Cigar at the time. The wrapper on this cigar that I'm going to smoke is 33 years of age. They came out with seven different sizes, and I have the Partagas 150 Don Ramon, seven inches in length with a 52 ring gauge, a beautiful double Corona size. Only one million cigars were rolled. That was it. Made down in the Dominican Republic. Cameroon wrapper, Mexican binder, Dominican and Mexican filler. At the time, I think the cigar was, you know, an unheard of price in 1995 of around 15 or $18, which, again... Super premium, unheard of. They went through them all. It's a great cigar, a special cigar, in honor of one of the great masters and men in the world of cigars, Benji Menendez. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Self-sharpening, double-edged stainless steel guillotine ready for this Partagas 150 Don Ramon. 
Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Five jet flames of my Cigar Dave signature prototype from the Five Star Labs. Working beautifully, and that's what I would use on this Patagas 150. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Perfect cut. I'll gently toast the foot. Oh, I do not want to rush toasting the foot of this Partagas 150. It is magnificent. 33-year-old wrapper right now on this cigar. And I have about probably 30 left. I will gently puff and rotate. Mmm. Mmm. Excellent. Nice light. Let me just adjust that. Very nice. Perfect light. Now, I've got a cigar. I need something else. And as I get ready to pull out a special bottle of wine that will be the perfect accompaniment, I am pulling out my domain. C'est Seneschal Chateauneuf du Pape. Chateauneuf du Pape is a French wine Appalachian region located right around the village of Chateauneuf-du-Pape in the Rhone wine region of southeastern France. Not a big region, but it makes an excellent wine. And the wine that I will be enjoying today is from Domaine Saint-Seneschaux. About 45 bucks for this bottle. Been making wine, uh, this uh, uh, vineyard, for many, many years. It is a delightful Mild. It's not as full-flavored as a Cabernet, but a lot of flavor. They grow on about 62 acres, including 7.5 acres reserved for whites. And primarily, the wine that is in this Domaine de Seneschaux Chateauneuf du Pape is 64% Grenache, 19% Syrah, 15% Morvedre. It is a beautiful wine, not overpowering. It is smooth on the medium side. Again, 40, 45 bucks for this bottle, and you will get tremendous enjoyment. I will open that up. I will pour myself a glass. The perfect accompaniment to my Partagas 150. And when we return, lieutenants, we will be joined by the great, legendary Benji Menendez. 62 years in the world of cigars. He will be with us next as we continue. Catch the Cigar Dave Show anytime with the Cigar Dave mobile app. Available for Android and iOS. It is a real smoking app. Go to CigarDave.com for info. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. On a daily basis, our personal rights freedoms and privileges are being taken away by the government, by the people who don't want us to enjoy the fine things in life. Cigars. Guess what? Socialism stinks. Cigars don't. So in order to celebrate life, we decided to release the freedom. This great cigar from Nicaragua has tones of coffee, spice, pepper with a great underlying sweetness. It's got a beautiful Ecuadorian wrapper, fillers from different parts of Nicaragua, and guess what? It's priced very fairly. So go out and celebrate the fine things in life and enjoy your freedom by lighting up a Rocky Patel freedom. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. 
Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. sheep's carcass the general viciously shreds the enemies of pleasure and licks his blood-soaked chops with the taste of victory well one of the men responsible for bringing a tremendous amount of pleasure to cigar connoisseurs for 62 years is a man that i am Pleased and privileged to be able to call a friend, Benji Menendez, cigar master, cigar legend. And Benji, in your honor, you just retired after 62 years in the world of cigars. I hope you don't mind that I am smoking, in your honor, a Partagas 150 cigar, and I'm raising a glass of Chateauneuf du Pop to you, and uh, and welcome you to the Cigar Dave Show. Dave, thank you. Thank you very much. First, for having me on the show. We have known each other for a couple of days. Yeah, more than and, yeah, a few uh, days, Benji. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a couple of days. <clears throat> but it's always been a great pleasure being with you, Benji. It, 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 gives me, it gives me great pleasure to know you're smoking a 150. Well, I listen. I mean, in your honor, what do you think? I was just going to smoke a regular Partagas or a regular, uh, you know, or uh, an H. Upman or a Monte Cristo, which your family was involved with. I had to do something special. And before we start talking about your career, let's talk about this Partagas 150 because you were involved. And I I mentioned that uh, back in 1995, when this cigar came out, used 18-year-old rapper, and I was fortunate enough that Edgar Coleman Sr., may he rest in peace, and Edgar Coleman Jr. at the time, the chairman and CEO, respectively, of General Cigar, personally uh, uh, were down in Tampa for an event and uh, had me come over, and they gave me a signed box. And uh, I still have about 27 or 28 of these cigars. I only smoke them for special occasions, this being one of them. But that cigar, when it came out, really was the first super premium cigar. I think, what was it, like 18 or $20 a cigar when it came out, Benji? Well, some of them was even more expensive. When you talk about the Don Ramon, that's, that, that's that what I have. Cigar. How much was that? That was a $30, that was a $30 cigar. That's a, that was a pretty expensive, pretty expensive cigar. And um, you know, it was uh, it was a Partagas that was such a beautiful selection of wrapper of the tobaccos that were in the in the in the in the blend in the making of the cigar. And you know, Dave, it's impossible to repeat something uh, 20, 30 years down the line 
and say, yeah, you, we're going to use the same components. Yes, we're going to use the same proportion of the same origins of tobacco and so on. But listen, every year we have a different crop. And therefore, you're going to have different nuances in the, in the strength or the flavor of the tobacco. But that was, you know, all the planets were aligned for that 150. So that's, that's, uh, that was a beautiful thing. And of course, the wrapper. The wrapper was something that will never happen again. That will never happen again because we had some wrappers that were 20 years, 25 years old. In who's going to keep wrapper that old anymore? I mean, in that quantity anyway. Well, now the wrapper on this cigar, Benji, the, the wrapper on this cigar, Benji, is now 33 years old. Well, right now, you, you imagine from the, from 95 to the present, that is, <clears throat> what, uh, 15, uh, almost 20 years. And yeah. So that tobacco, that tobacco is about, you know, almost 50-year-old tobacco, the, the, that wrapper. Well, I'll tell you, the, the, the cigar is beautiful. I've got the Don Ramon. And I remember, first of all, I was very shocked when the Cullmans came over and, and they said, look, we want you to have this. Because I knew how expensive those cigars were. I think they were boxes of 50. I think that was a $1,500 box of cigars. That was in 1995, Benji. And they all sold out. You made a million cigars. That was it. And I know the General did keep some to release 10 years later. But I mean, we're we talking. We made, we made at the time, almost a million cigars, but we put for sale uh, only about seven hundred thousand, somewhere right. around there. Right. So that's why you see sometimes, you know, some uh, we have come up with uh, when Ramon Cifuentes passed away. Uh, General Cigar made a uh, a presentation with uh, Don Ramon Cigars in uh, memory of Ramon Cifuentes. And also on this last uh, IPCPR, we had just a few boxes of uh, of Particus 150 in very beautiful, very beautiful packaging, very expensive, but very beautiful packaging. And I think that is the last of it. I don't think we have any more. And let me, let me say, you, you're saying you have about 20 some odd cigars. Yes. You have a lot more than, than I do. Well, Benji, because I have only I have only about fifteen. <laughs> well, don't worry because I will be happy to share one with you. I'll I'll bring a couple of down because I know we're going to get together very soon. You live now in Miami after living in the Dominican Republic for many years. Uh, Benji, let's talk about the incredible career that you had because sixty-two years. I think you told me when we were in the Dominican Republic, got to be twelve, thirteen years ago when you were with Tabacalera at the time. Yep. I think you told yep. me you started sweeping. Uh, floors in the Menendez yes. y Garcia factory in Havana. Yes, let me let me say this, um, uh, Dave. My father, uh, and he was a firm believer in this, that we should earn our money. I mean, he was wealthy enough that we, you know, didn't have to do those things. But he wanted to to show everybody that we were going to be doing the same thing all the apprentices in the company were doing. And I was started as an apprentice, so I swept floors, I uh, lifted boxes, I carried boxes, I did a lot of things that uh, apprentices were doing at the, at the time. And I was just another apprentice. And the thing was that because I was going to the university at the time, I was going half a day to the university 
and uh, I was working half a day, I would be I would get paid half of the least paid employee of the of that department. So the minimum wage at the time in Cuba was seventy five dollars a month. I would get paid thirty seven fifty. So that's. But then my father said, "Well, you you have food and you have clothing and you have all the right. advantages of." of living at home, so you don't have a, a real problem with that. This is just for your luxury. Well, let me tell you, thirty-seven fifty did not buy a lot of luxury. But it was it was a good it was a good apprentice. And I I did everything. I had a goal. I had a goal uh, in the factory through every department. And because at the time unions were very very strong in Cuba. And uh, to be able to to learn the trade, you have to make an agreement that at the end of your learning period, you have to pass their exam. Not the exam of our company, but their exam. And I had to pass all of their exams. And I'm I'm very, very pleased to say that I, uh, I was there. And uh, it's, it's been a long time. It's been a long time since I did a lot of things. But there are still things that I can remember. I can just sit down and select rapper as if I had done it yesterday. I can select cigars like I had done it yesterday. There are things that I can, you know, roll a cigar is not so easy. And I, I don't make a very good rolled cigar. But I have to I have to pass their, their test in, in cigar rolling too. So I, I had to go through all this, everything. And, and my father was very adamant that we should go through all this. Well, the good news, Benji, is that you may not make the best cigars, but you sure know how to blend great cigars. Well, we just see, uh, Dave, I consider myself, what I say a lot of times, I'm, I'm a dinosaur. I'm a dinosaur because dinosaurs were extinct many years ago. And my training, my all my things were from a time that they don't exist anymore. They have changed so much. So many things have changed. I remember going to Tampa, for example, and there were so many huge, beautiful, high-grade uh, cigar factories in, right. in Tampa. Sure. And you go to Tampa today, there's nothing. No, the factories still stand, but unfortunately, there's times have changed. There's there's no question. Now, Benji, no, no. Let, let me ask you. You so you started sweeping floors. Uh, yep. The progression from there after sweeping floors. Give us a, a pretty rapid uh, progression of where how you 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 progressed in the in the cigar factory. What were your jobs leading up to essentially you know blending cigars and and overseeing a factory? Well, the first one was sweeping, uh, being an apprentice. In the in the machine department and in the in the uh, cigar selecting department and of course learning the the operations there and then I went to uh, the box maker the box uh, uh, dressing you know putting the filetiado putting all the all the labels on the boxes and so on then I went to wrapper selection and in wrapper selection I spent a great deal of time I spent there almost a year. And then I went into the the blending area, and there it was also another, you know, an unending, an unending period of time. In the cigar rolling, it was less because I did not really go to be 
a very good cigar roller. Right. I just wanted to to have all the all the beginnings of a good cigar roller, but not really be you know a, a, a first class uh, cigar roller. So I I know all the things, and I can make cigars for myself. And when did you I, when, when did your when did you start learning how to blend the cigar tobaccos to make those great uh, cigars? I'm going back. I'm going back to about 1956, 57. And at that time, I was also involved in the buying of the tobacco. Of course, I was not the buyer because I was not. I did not have the experience. And then my father was the one who who did the the actual the actual buying, the actual negotiation, and and everything. But I was taken into all these things. And I spent a lot of time in uh, in uh, in the fields in Pinar del Rio, and um, and then in in Havana buying the buying the tobacco. As I said, I was not the actual buyer, but I was with uh, with the buyers that uh, of our company. And, and so, and, and what what year did you uh, did you start blending uh, different cigars in Cuba or when? No, I, I the one I started blending cigars, really in uh, in Canary Islands. And, and before you even go there, Benjamin, let me stop you there because I, I want to hold that. I want to talk about what it was like. I think it was what 1959 when your family's business, the Menendez well, y Garcia, was it 59? 1960 was 60. 1960 was a confiscation. 60. Okay, so Fidel Castro came to power 59, and in 1960, so I'm going to hold you right there. We have to take a timeout. But in 1960, we're going to pick it up what it was like okay. when your entire, okay. yeah, when you were basically no. the business that your family no, no, had. Okay. Benji, hold on one second. Hold on. That the, the business that your family had started uh, way, way back, your father, your grandfather had started, what it was like. All of a sudden, one day coming in, and the government says, you work for us. A lot of parallels to today, lieutenants. Benji Menendez is our special guest here as we pay tribute to him. 62 years in the world of cigars. We'll talk about leaving Cuba. We'll talk about going to the Canary Islands. We'll talk about some of his great cigars and a special blend that has just come out in his honor. We will continue with Benji Menendez, cigar master extraordinaire, as the Cigar Dave Show continues. Have you seen the new CigarDave.com yet? Listen to the show, check out videos of the general, and sign up for the Officers Club. It's all available at CigarDave.com. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. 
Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. Front and center, back with Benji Menendez, master cigar blender, just retired the end of 2013, 62 years in the world of cigars, spent time with uh, not only his family's uh, uh, factory, Menendez y Garcia, but then he was with General Cigar, with Altadas USA, Tabacalera, then back to General Cigar, and Benji, 1934, Menendez y Garcia, your family's cigar uh, company was created was was uh, launched in Cuba, and I want to take you to a very important date, September fifteenth, nineteen sixty, because that date would change your that, family and you forever. That that date is a day that they confiscated all the tobacco industry in Cuba, and of course, ours was among them. How did it happen, Benji? What did they do? How did they, they come in? Made, they just made a decree, and they sent in an intervention. And they just took it over. And they and came they in said, and said, okay. you no longer, you work for us. That's pretty much what they said? I was I was there, and uh, they said, okay, you're, you're out. We're taking over. This is uh, intervene. And uh, at that time, I was uh, suspended from work. And then I was reinstated on Monday. This, was, this happened on a Thursday night. On Friday, right. uh, we went to the factory. And that's when they took over the factory. And then uh, they suspended me, and I went, uh, I went home. And what did and, your family, what did your family, how, what did they say that night? What, what, did everybody congregate? I mean, what, what was the plan right there? Well, we, had, we, we went to my father's house, and we, we said, well, what are we going to do? And uh, there was nothing we could do. I mean, you have to be in the mindset of Cuba at the time. And everything was uh, government dis- dictated. Everything you and did not have anything that you could say or any 
any place that you could go and, and, and present a complaint or anything. Okay, we're t- we're, Benji, we're t- we've got about four, three and a half minutes, so I want to make sure I get this in. So the family then decides to go to the Canary Islands. We eventually went to Canary Islands, which was a free port, and we could get everything at very low, practically no duty at all, Right. and uh, ship from there. And, of course, the, the labor rates in Spain at the time were very low. So we started there. We were very successful. And in 1972, we sold the operation to Gulf and Western. And I say Gulf and Western slash Consolidated. Consolidated Cigar, which eventually became Altadas. And you had right. the brands that you had in the Canary Islands were uh, Monte Cruz, if I'm not mistaken. Monte Cruz, Don Diego, Don Diego, Flamenco, and Don Marcos. And Don Marcos. Flamenco, I always love that cigar when Jim Colucci brought that back out again. And, of course, Monte uh-huh. Cruz, a very big name. So so they already had the H. Upman and the Monte Cristo trademarks. You sold the company, and then what did you do from there? You see, we have the trademarks for the United States. Right. But for other countries, we have to fight for the, for the trademarks in those other countries, and we, we didn't have the resources to do that. Right. So, so we had to, we eventually sold the, the, the brands to, uh, to Altavis. And then when, when did you start working for General Cigar? I started working for General in 2003. Well, no, no, no. In 1983. 83. So, so what did you do in the 10 years? From the time in 1972 you sold it to Gulf and Western, did you still work with Gulf and Western or, no, or Consolidated no, we Cigar? Sold, we, sold the company, we sold the company to uh, Gulf and Western in, uh, in 72. And then in 76, I went to Brazil. and was in Brazil until uh, 83. Okay. In 83, I went with General Cigar to... Uh, Dominican and Jamaica. I was in charge of both operations. Right. And then in 97, I went with Tabacalera of Spain and remained while Tabacalera became Altavis. And I stayed with Altavis until uh, 2003. And in 2003, I left Altavis and came back to, to General. Now, in 62 years, and I know that the Cullmans thought very highly of you, and in 62 years, Benji, you know, it's almost impossible to say, do you remember one moment? And I I know that I'm sure that September 15, 1960, when the company was seized by Castro, I'm sure that sticks out. Give me a happy time. Is there one happy moment that you remember in that 62 years? And I know it's probably many, but is there one that comes to mind? There are many. There are many. You know, um, the first one, the first one I can remember, it is when we started coming out with um, with a cigar for the United States, which was at the time the first one was flamenco. Flamenco. And it was <clears throat> flamenco, and it was uh, sold through Favorite Con Greg. And it was the first time that we were making a cigar with non-Cuban tobacco. We were not allowed because the embargo was on. We were not allowed allowed to use any Cuban tobacco. Right. So therefore, we had and, to and, blend. And that was a very popular. And I know that was a popular cigar. And Benji, I've got less than a minute left. So very quickly, uh, I do want to ask you two other quick things. Number one is sixty-two years. You have been a just a, a giant in the world of cigars. So. 
every I, I know I speak on behalf of every everybody that that's enjoyed cigars. You've done many events with Altadas, with General, and people have. Uh, I see how people flock to you. So, the first thing is I got to thank you on behalf of all cigar connoisseurs for the contribution you've made. The second thing is Benji, you and I have to do dinner, and I want to get you in Tampa. In Humidor 1A, and I want to do an entire show with you so that we can have the opportunity to really delve in at length with your incredible career. 62 years, and I know that you've got the Partagas Benji homage 62. We'll talk about that soon, and I will see you in Miami, Benji. And congratulations on an incredible career. Babe, thank you. Thank you very much. And just name the date, and I'll be there. Well, I, I, I look forward to that, Benji. And you have done an outstanding job for 62 years. Believe me. All cigar connoisseurs are grateful. Cigar Day, the General Lieutenant's Hour number one is in the annals of history. Benji Menendez, one of the greats. We have much more coming your way. Stay right there, lieutenants. My cigar, my wine, just giving me great pleasure. This, this is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, I am thoroughly enjoying my Partagas 150. 33-year-old rapper now. Mm. Been aging now just about 18 and a half years. In fact, I remember getting this box from the Cullmans, Edgar Cullman Sr. and Jr. Oh, about six months after I started the show. That, that was uh, July 95, so right around October they gave me this uh, beautiful box. Enjoying this cigar, have my glass of Domaine de Seneschal Chateauneuf de Pop. That is the perfect accompaniment to this cigar. And the reason I'm smoking this cigar, the man we just had on the show last uh, half hour, the great Benji Menendez, 62 years in the world of cigars. And can you imagine, all of a sudden, your entire life's work taken away. One day, September 15, 1960, when a communist bastard dictator comes in and says, we own you. I sure as hell can't, but I can tell you, I can see how Castro rose to power just like many of the other ruthless dictators. And I say the same about uh, the current president. I, I don't put him in necessarily the Fidel Castro or the ruthless dictator, but many of his policies he's doing unilaterally uh, in basically violating, knowingly violating the U.S. Constitution, and uh, in, a, in a way, I mean, he took over the healthcare system. Not in a way, he did. And so when I see a man like Benji Menendez, who spent his entire life in the world of cigars, making cigars, making a product that we enjoy so much, many of his cigars probably are cigars that you enjoyed, whether it was Macanudo or Partagas, or he mentioned Flamenco, Don Diego, Monte Cruz, those were brands that his family was involved with. And you probably have enjoyed. But can you imagine 
all of a sudden, let's say you have a business or a practice or whatever, and all of a sudden you get a knock on the door. Yes, this is the uh, this is the feds. These are the feds, and we are here. You are out. You now work for us. That is chilling. And I can only imagine. I can relate in a way because Cigar Mother fled Egypt back in around the same year, 1959, when Nasser came to power. And in many respects, did the same thing to people in Egypt. And we see it around the world. And so when I stand up, when I say, when people say, well, don't worry what our Obama's doing, or don't worry about this dictator or this communist, I do. And that's why I will never, ever, ever go to Cuba as long as the Castros and the communists are in power. And I get invited every year. I have people here in the cigar city of Tampa who are involved in trying to convince me to go on a sponsored trip. And I can I cannot tell you over the airwaves what my reply to them is due to FCC obscenity regulations. But you can be sure that I'm quite stern in my eloquent use of profanity to let them know exactly what I think about Castro and visiting Cuba. I don't despise the Cuban people. I despise the communists and the thugs like the Castros that have tortured their people, brutalized their people, that have stolen the life's work of people. One day, boom, just like that. As you can tell, I'm a little animated here, lieutenants. Uh, Don't forget, you can follow me at Twitter if you care to join me for more of my rants throughout the course of the week at Cigar Dave Show. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Cigar Dave. And I remind you, download the Cigar Dave mobile app. You can get the latest uh, uh, show, podcast, special editions, late-breaking editions. You never have to miss any of the Cigar Dave Show via the Cigar Dave mobile app for both the iPhone, iPad, and Android devices. And if you are not a member of my officers club, $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. What cigar would you be enjoying this month if you're a member of the Officers Club? That would be the La Gloria Cubana Esteli. A beautiful stick made down in Nicaragua. A fantastic cigar that I know that you will enjoy. Medium, medium, full, but very, very smooth. Nice, good-sized cigars. And don't forget, uh, if you're not a member of the Officers Club, go to CigarDave.com and be sure you join now. Now, Talking about Cuba, you would think from listening to some people that Cuba is just so romantic and Cuba is just this wonderful place and it's just so pristine. It's like time stood still. Yeah, it did. 1959 when Castro uh, seized power with his supposed revolution for the people. Well, a story that involves Cuba And involves cars. If you go to Cuba or if you watch uh, documentaries on Cuba, all the cars are from like 1955, 1956. There isn't a a, a new car in the place. And part of that has been primarily because the government has greatly restricted vehicle ownership in Cuba. On Friday, last Friday, the Cuban government enacted a new law that allowed individuals to purchase cigar it eliminated a special requirement that required you to get a permit prior to purchasing a car but there is a little catch and the term sticker shock applies because there's only one company or one group 
that handles and facilitates all car sales. That, of course, would be the Castro regime, the commie pinkos. You don't just go into a car dealership and say, great, let me negotiate a price. Ah, no, 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 no. doesn't work that way in Cuba. Yes, their, their idea of capitalism is very different than ours. We go into a dealership. There's competition. We say, okay, you know what? You want the sticker price on that car is eighteen five. I'm not going to pay eighteen five. I'll pay you sixteen five. And you haggle back and forth. And if you are satisfied with the price, you make a deal. If not, you go somewhere else and you walk and you negotiate a price somewhere else. Doesn't work that way in Cuba. When Cuban citizens went to go check out the new cars that they didn't need a permit to buy anymore. Here's a perfect example. A Kia Rio hatchback in the United States costs you $13,600. That's what the starting list price is. $13,600. In Cuba, the price is wrong. $42,000. A Peugeot 508, which in the UK, in US dollars, would cost $53,000. It's a luxury car there. Do you think it would cost you $80,000 in Cuba? A hundred thousand. Let's play the Bob Barker. Remember the Prices Right uh, high low game where you'd 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 say higher or lower. So I'll tell you what, Private Eric. Here's what I would like you to do. We're going to play this little Prices Right pricing game here. Do you remember how that used to work? Where he would give you an item and you would have to give name the price, and Bob would say higher or lower. Do you remember that game? Yeah, I remember the game. The higher lower about. game. I mean, I, when I when I refer to the Prices Right, I still refer to Bob Barker because Drew Carey to me is just. Bob Barker will always be the host. All right, so I mentioned to you that a Peugeot 508 in the UK, Great Britain, $53,000, give or take. How much do you think? I already said it's higher than 80000 so we'll start it there. How much do you think that same Peugeot 508 would cost you if you were to purchase it in Cuba? You said in Britain it was fifty thousand. Fifty three thousand, and I already said that in I, Cuba it's higher than eighty thousand. I would say probably a hundred and fifteen thousand. One hundred fifteen thousand higher. One hundred and sixty five thousand higher. Quick, you're on the clock here. Two hundred fifteen thousand higher. Three hundred thousand lower. Two hundred seventy five thousand lower. Two hundred fifty thousand higher. Two sixty five lower. Two sixty. Higher. 261, Yes, $261,000. $262,000 for a car that would cost you $53,000 in the UK. Now, that five times the over five times the amount. That is absurd. Why? Because the Kami Pinko government of Cuba has placed higher markups on retail goods and services paid for with hard currency a policy that amounts to a tax on people who can afford those items. So whether it is a car, pasta, a washer, a dryer, a microwave, even internet access, they jack up. Why? Because how the hell do you think the Castros have gotten to be billionaires? Yeah, they're skimming off the top. That's exactly what they're doing. They're skimming. They're like the mob. The only difference is... They got their hand in everything. At least the mob, there's competition amongst the different mobsters. And if somebody, one mobster gets out of line, you get whacked. Not in Cuba. And I've got to tell you, it always amazes me that the people have not tried to have an uprising. I mean, look, we saw this in countries around the world where they've used Twitter, the Internet, to usurp power from the dictators who were ruling their country. And it hasn't happened in Cuba. And I had somebody, a friend of mine, who is a... uh, 
a very big anti-Castro uh, has anti-Castro uh, opinions and and has has been on the number of newscasts and is interviewed for newspapers. And we were having a cigar and having a cocktail a while back, and I looked at him straight out and I said, "You know, you guys complain about Castro. When I say you guys, I mean former Cubans." I said, many of you have become very successful, millionaires, billionaires. I said, why don't you hire your own mercenary army, do it illicitly, and go whack them? Look, the CIA couldn't get it done, but I guarantee you today, you can, you can, somebody can whack the, the Castros. And he was almost taken aback, like, well, that's illegal. And I said, oh, I see. So it's legal for him to come and seize the businesses. It's legal for him to to throw people in jail because they disagree. It's legal for him to torture dissidents. It's legal for him to treat his people like dirt, but it's not legal for you to go out, hire some mercenaries, and whack them? I'm all for that. I think the Castros should be assassinated and killed. I would say the same thing, and we did with, with Adolf Hitler. I would say the same thing for many of the other dictators, the brutal dictators around the world. Kim Jong-il, or whatever his name is now, whatever the son is. I think that's Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong-il. They should be whacked. They should be assassinated. That's the only way to deal with these dictators. And I would do the exact same thing to the Castros. So good luck if you are a Cuban citizen and you want to go out and buy a car in Cuba. How many Cubans do you think have $42,000 laying around when the average salary is what? A couple of hundred dollars a month? Now, many people, many citizens, get their hard currency from family members in the United States and other places around the world. But I can tell you unequivocally, there aren't many citizens in Cuba who can just go out and say, great, I'll pay you 42 for that car, and there's no financing, so good luck with that. So again, it just shows you that communism makes absolutely no sense. How many people do you think are going to go buy it? You want to know what makes sense? Assassinating the Castros. Raul and Fidel put a bullet to the temple. I'll do it. I would do it. In fact, you know one of the reasons why I would not go down? I've been invited. I've been invited by the Cuban government. All expenses paid. And I can get a visa, a, 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 a journalistic visa to go down. But one of the reasons I don't want to go down, not because just I, I can't stand them and I don't like their policies, but do I want to be in a room with Fidel and Raul Castro and shake their hand and, and give them a standing ovation when they walk in, which is what norm, a lot of the uh, American ass kissers that go down there? Hell no. But what I would do, if I had a giant steak knife and had the opportunity for all of mankind, I would take that steak knife, I would put that steak knife into his gut, and I would twist it and turn it until every internal organ, his kidneys, his heart, his liver, his spinal column was twisted, turned, and both of those clowns were whacked. Does that sound brutal? It is. Does it sound like the right thing to do? Absolutely. Especially when these people are so mistreated and living in the 1950s. It's outrageous to me. Absolutely outrageous. So should the Castros go? Yeah. And when you hear a story like Benji Menendez, where his family, paid workers, employed people, there were unions at the time, 
They invested their capital, and all of a sudden, 40 years of their of their family's work, taken away like that by a communist pinko bastard dictator that says, we own you. You now work for us. How'd you like to have that happen to your business? And I know we have many of our lieutenants that own businesses, run businesses. They've got dental practices, medical practices, legal pro- How would you like if the government came in right now, if the Obama administration said, you work for us? After you put all that money in that business, you got all that education, I can assure you, you would not take it sitting down in any way, shape, or form. And so what I advocate, Castro's need to go. They need to go. Let's get democracy in Cuba, because I guarantee you, the Cuban people will embrace it, not like the Egyptians, not like the Arab Spring. They want democracy. They love America and Americans. And can you imagine if we had American businesses investing in Cuba? It would become the Vegas of the Caribbean once again. Lieutenants, will continue right around the corner. I am just getting warmed up. You can now listen to the show 24-7, both online and through the General's new mobile app. Go to CigarDave.com for details. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, it's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree. But guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes store or the Google Play store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime, any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. Listen up, all you cigar lieutenants. We've got your next set of marching orders. While it seems like everyone is busy trying to wussify America, there are still some who value the premium cigar good life. Head over to CigarMaestro.com, where you can learn directly from some of the most knowledgeable cigar experts in the world. The Grupo de los Maestros, the makers of great brands including Monte Cristo, Romeo E. 
Giulietta, H. Upman, and many others. When you understand the hard work and skill that goes into crafting every hand-rolled cigar, you'll appreciate every new smoke even more. Finish the training and then pass the test to earn a true symbol of alpha male cigar knowledge, the Certificado de los Maestros. You already love premium cigars, but now you can take that appreciation to the next level. Visit CigarMaestro.com today. CigarMaestro.com is an exclusive premium cigar educational website for adults age 21 and up. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. I'm praying for rain in California So the grapes can grow and they can make more wine And I'm sitting in a honky in Chicago Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Well, I don't mind if I do. I'll say cheers once again, although I've been quenching my thirst for the last, oh, almost hour and 25 minutes or so. And I will take another sip of my Domaine de Seneschal Chateauneuf de Pop, French wine. Nice red. A little bit lighter, not as much tannins as a Merlot, and definitely not as much pepper boldness as a Cab, but very pleasant. Wonderful aroma, very smooth. Let me take a sip. Ah, Dean Martin would be proud right now. Very pleasant. I came here last week from down in Nashville Cause my baby left for Florida on a train I thought I'd get a job and just forget but in Chicago, the broken heart is still the same. The great Dean Martin, little I'm wine drinker me, which describes me right now, thoroughly enjoying my Chateauneuf de Pop along with my Partagas 150 Don Ramon. Absolutely spectacular. Just received an email via the mobile app. From Lieutenant Tom, he says, uh, General purchased a holiday cigar gift package from a national online distributor. Now the Health and Human Services, the HHS, has sent a letter requesting tobacco use survey. Also received calls from the CDC. The SOBs are into my computer transactions. I Well, I know one thing, that when you do order from a mail order company, they do have a way to make sure, when you pay by credit card, that the delivery goes to an adult. Uh, has to be signed for by an adult, just like alcohol. However, I'm not aware if they have to provide anything to the government. My suggestion to you, Tom, is to tell the HHS and the CDC to foxtrot off. Tell them to foxtrot off, F off. You're not filling out anything. It's not required by the law. They can't make you do it. So I would say flip them the royal five-star bird and tell them to go screw themselves. You don't need to report to the enemies of pleasure. We still have some freedoms left here in the socialist states of America, although they are dwindling. Lieutenants, the Consumer Electronics Show, CES, going on all week in Vegas. We'll be joined by Jim Barry. 
the digital answer man, all the gadgets, TVs, electronics that you need to know about. Follow the General all week long on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave and click like. Like. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at for your comfort and convenience, the general has turned on the no pleasure police sign. You may now feel free to enjoy the good life. And there's loads of pleasure that is uh, taking place in Las Vegas. Even Elvis. Wants to be in, in Vegas right now. Why? Well, the Consumer Electronics Show, CES 2014, just about wrapping up. And I'm pleased to welcome Jim Barry, the digital answer man and the media spokesperson for the Consumer Electronics Association, joining the Cigar Dave Show right now from Vegas. And Jim, uh, welcome to the show. And uh, viva Las Vegas and viva CES. Yes. Well, nice to be with you, Cigar Dave. It's been a heck of a week here. Uh, as it always is, this is uh, this show has been in Las Vegas here since 1978 every January, and uh, the actual show has been going on since 1967. Uh, but we had over 150,000 people from uh, 150 countries. This was uh, um, uh, the exhibit space here is unbelievable. It's like 35 football fields, about two million net square feet of exhibit space. That's over 3,200 exhibitors. So that's an awful lot of electronic gadgets. You know, I, I attend the uh, National Association of Broadcasters yeah. convention in mid-April uh, in Vegas, and they take up the entire convention center, and that's a big convention, but it's only eclipsed by the CES show, and I know how difficult hotel space is and getting into restaurants, although you got to know people, and that there is an advantage of going to Vegas uh, over many years, but it, it is incredible 
when you're done with the show, it's like you need a week just to decompress because your head spins. Well, with, you're absolutely with so right. And a week, eight week, eight days in Las Vegas is uh, is a long time. And uh, but you know, this show, I, I've been coming to this show uh, since 1979, and I've seen it uh, morph from kind of a stereo and TV show. Uh, and back then, the big um, big news was about the video cassette recorder. We were two years away from the IBM PC, but now it is really uh, the center of the digital universe with digital products, everything from 105-inch TVs down to tiny, tiny wearable electronics. Well, I'm glad you talk about your starting off with the 105-inch TV <laughs> because the LG 105-inch UHD TV... Uh, was released. It is a giant 105-inch curved ultra-wide screen with a resolution of 5,120 by 2,160. They're marketing it as 5K Ultra HD, and I thought 4K was a big deal. Yeah, well, ultra-high definition is the term that we're using because it really means all of those more pixels, 4 million rather than uh, 4 or uh, in, in some cases, five or eight times as many pixels, those are the picture elements, as you get in our regular high definition. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with our regular high definition, especially those for those of us of a certain age who remember colored TVs years ago, which weren't very good in retrospect. So the, the, and the ultra high def, ultra HD, is really best appreciated in the bigger screen sizes, 50, 60, 70, 80, 105. Now, 105, they don't have a firm price on that, except that it's going to be a real lot. And in my case, I'd, I'd have to factor in an addition on the house or a new house uh, to get that into my place. But, but that's where the ultra-high def really can be seen, because you can sit as close or as far away, and you don't get all those little dots and everything. It's a spectacular, they call it an immersive experience and the the curve these 105 is also a curved screen slight curve to it so that's more it gives you the best angle no matter where you're sitting to look at the pictures really spectacular jim i uh i remember one of the back in 19 september of 1982 actually august of 1982 before i was getting ready to head off to syracuse university as a freshman my father and i went to a electronic store in buffalo and he bought me a 12-inch General Electric black-and-white TV with rabbit ears. And uh, I remember having to carry it every every beginning of every uh, academic year and at the end of academic year into the dorms. It is incredible what a difference um, some 25, 30 years has made because now I assure you the picture I get on my I, uh, Apple iPhone is far better than what I ever got on that GE black-and-white, and it's only getting better. You're absolutely right, and, and and how quickly things change is the biggest. I've been writing about this stuff for over 30 years now, and people ask me what the biggest change I've seen. Uh, I say it's the pace of change, how it's accelerated, that how quickly things change. We mentioned the VCR. Uh, that was the new technology back in the late 70s. That's come and gone, replaced gone. by the DVD, which is on gone. its way out. Yep. So this is really moving very, very quickly. I remember when the VHS first or the VCR first came out, the Sony Betamax. My cousin and I went to this electronics store, and I think at the time it was like twenty two hundred dollars. This has got to be in like nineteen eighty eighty one eighty something like that. And I remember looking at the sales guy saying, "Well, I'll wait a year, the price will probably come down." And I remember him looking at me, 
Typical sales guy looking, saying, let me tell you something, kid. The prices on this are never coming down. You better buy one now yeah. or you'll be out of luck. Well, did you ever think you'd see those things for like 49 bucks, and then I to know. the point where you can't even give them away? I know. Well, the, uh, the, the Betamax came out in around 1976, and the one that you looked at would have been one of the higher-end ones. There yep. was an entry-level one uh, that when the VHS was introduced in 1978, uh, the big news was it was four hours of recording time, which was twice the Betamax, and it was only $1,000, which was a couple hundred bucks less than the Betamax. So that's, and they then went on to give the Betamax a beating uh, in the marketing war over the next couple of years. But the price, and when you think $1,000, you mentioned $2,000, it's a lot of money for most of us even today. Sure. But back in the late 70s, early Huge. 80s, it was really a lot of money. Now, I know when they launched these uh, uh, these uh, uh, 4K TVs last year when they showed them off, the prices were like fifteen, eighteen thousand dollars $18,000. Yes. Have the prices come down? They've already, Ultra HD sets have already, and they were previewed last year, you're absolutely right, and they had prices of fifteen, twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars $25,000 on. There's some you can actually go in the store right now, and by the way, uh, there's never been a better time to buy a television set, uh, said the guy who works for the Association of TV Makers, but uh, <laughs> that's absolutely the case. I tell all my friends that if you look at the prices, and right now January's become a huge uh, selling month because of the playoffs and leading up to the sure. Super Bowl. So you're going to have you have great prices, but the you, the Ultra HD sets have started arriving in the stores. Most of them are three or four thousand uh, dollars, but the prices are going to come down on those. Back in the late '90s, at the International CES, the first HD sets were introduced, and those were five or ten thousand dollars. You can get a good one right now for under five hundred bucks. So if you wait. The prices will come down, but, you know, most of us don't wait, especially us guys. We want Gotta have our it. new stuff. Got to have now, it. Now, I know at the uh, NAB convention that Sony and Panasonic and a number of the other uh, uh, camera manufacturers were displaying some of their 4K cameras. They, in fact, I, rem- I think one of the Japanese uh, broadcasters was also, I think they were, it was like 6K that they were, 8K they were displaying. But when will programming be available and, ah. and and will the over-the-air broadcasters and the cable networks be able to make that adjustment, or is it going to be another 10, 15 years? Until well, we it's going to take a little time, but here's something that I think is going to happen more quickly than not. Already, Netflix, which is starting to put a little pressure on both cable and satellite and everybody else by producing their own shows, and they've been very successful with a couple of them, they announced here at the CES that they're going to produce all of their new program, original programming in ultra-high definition. Um, there's a growing amount of Blu-ray uh, DVDs in ultra-high definition. And um, the, at least one of the broadcasters uh, mentioned that they are going to start broadcasting some of their uh, programming. So it's, it take, it's the old chicken and egg that we had in color TV, you had in high-definition digital TV, but it's coming. And as I said, I think the one change I've, I've seen is that things change more quickly than we think. We think it's going to take a long time, and then suddenly it's here. You know, I remember uh, way back my first color TV that I bought after college was a Sony, and I was always partial to Sony's. I, I thought Sony's had the great picture of the Trinitron, and Sony was the leader in TV. And then all of a sudden... Samsung started to eclipse them, and then there's LG, and uh, you know, then you have uh, 
Vizio. Sharp and, and Vizio. I mean, the Vizio sponsored the BCS Championship, right. which was a, a company actually based in California. I think, do they make TVs in California? They don't make those in California. They make them in China, but they uh, the company's uh, headquarters and marketing is in California. There's uh, some... Uh, TVs are assembled in the U.S., a lot in Mexico. This is a truly global industry, uh, so it, they're made all over the world, although we buy more than anybody else. We, we're going to buy 200, over $200 billion worth of electronics in the U.S. this year. It's going to be another record year. I mean, is there really, when you look, I mean, I travel a lot, so I go to the hotels. Some have Samsung, some have LG. Uh, I know that that uh, in our studios, we've got a combination of some of some Sonys and some Sharps. But when you really compare them side by side, they're all pretty damn close. They're excellent. I, that's the other thing I tell my friends. You know, they, you know, in the business, people say, well, which, which TV should I buy? And one thing I say is that you almost cannot buy... Uh, a bad TV anymore. They're all very, very good. Now, there are some brands you might not be familiar with and some emerging companies, and you're right. LG and Samsung are the two biggest Korean companies, and they really, along with Vizio, stole the march on Sony. Sony still makes terrific stuff, but they were the leader in TV sure. for a long time. And if you go back further than that, RCA and Zenith were leaders, and this, it's a very, very competitive business um, and it's terrific. They, these low prices that I was talking about are great for all of us trying to buy them. For the people exhibiting and the retailers here at the show, not so much because of the the uh, margin has dwindled in those. But the TVs um, are, are absolutely terrific no matter which brand you look at. And the good thing, too, now is that you can shop online. You can research online. You can even go in the stores with your smartphone and compare prices. And virtually any retailer now uh, we'll compare prices with you, and we'll give you a, we'll match them if it's from another reputable uh, retailer. Zenith, the quality goes in before the name goes on. I still yeah. remember well, this. That's this LG. LG purchased Zenith. Oh, they did. I didn't know yeah. that. I I did not realize that. Yeah. So, but the Zenith brand is dead. Correct. The brand is. We don't see it. You know, brands typically don't die. They may go to sleep for a long time, but at the show we see brands that used to be leaders. You see Westinghouse TVs, you see right. Sylvania TVs, you see Emerson TVs, uh, but most of those are licensed um, right. uh, names uh, and are made by uh, folks, uh, again, all over the world. All right, so TVs, we're seeing more resolution, bigger screens. Does the curved screen make a big difference? It does in those big screens, yes. Um, because, again, you have, uh, depending on where you're sitting, in some cases with the flat screen, the angle isn't just right, so that helps there. So that, But you're right, bigger um, and uh, a better picture, ultra-high definition is one trend. The other trend is what's, what's known as smart or connected TVs, ones that have built-in uh, streaming Netflix, for instance, or other Internet access. Um, as we say in Boston, the... Uh, the th trouble with the smart TVs is that some of them are not wicked smart. Wicked that, smart. There you go. It means, by that, I mean that you really don't know when they say smart TV, whether it's just streaming Netflix or whether it's got all the other Hulu and other streaming and Amazon or whether it's got a full web browser. So there's, there's no real definition of that. But you can get all you can get a smart TV if you've got a TV you like. Hook up either an Apple TV or Roku, ROK. I was just going to bring that up, uh, uh, Jim, because I'm a huge Roku fan. I travel with a Roku wherever I go, and yeah. I hook it up into the hotel because there's so many items that I, I can watch, and it's fabulous. 
And I understand that uh, a couple of the Chinese TV manufacturers are building in the Roku device. You're right. Uh, they announced that here at the show, the Hisense and TCL, which are making uh, are Chinese companies making TVs. And, you know, this is part of this transition. They have huge exhibits here at the show. And we mentioned earlier the way the, uh, you know, 40 years ago, the Japanese companies kind of stole the march on the American companies. And then the Korean companies came in and did the same to the Japanese companies. And, and now we have Chinese coming, coming in, Chinese companies, and all of them make really good stuff. They have terrific resources. And you look at all the brands, look at the brands that have come and gone, and only the strong survive. Jim Barry, the Digital Answer Man, is our guest on our Diversion segments here on the uh, Cigar Dave Show this afternoon. And when we come back, I want to talk about two other big uh, big topics going on at the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas. That is wearable technology and dashboard technology. Because, let's face it, we spend a lot of time in our cars, and the technology there is getting better and better where there's the Ford Sync, and now we're seeing... A uh, number of other more high-tech uh, uh, interactive devices that that interact with our mobile devices and some other things that we've got uh, in our pockets. So when we come back, we'll continue talking with Jim Barry, the Digital Answer Man from uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Get all the scoop on what you need to know in terms of gadgets, electronics, cool stuff that we as alpha males absolutely must have. The final and concluding segment of this edition of the Cigar Dave Show is next. Listen to Cigar Dave anytime, anywhere, with podcasts of the show. Download them through iTunes or visit CigarDave.com. You walk into a cigar shop, stare at hundreds of choices, and wonder as you take in the aroma. Go with an old standard or try something new. Lead or follow? That's the real question here, isn't it? Next time, choose to lead with a premium cigar from Royal Gold Cigars. Royal Gold Cigars introduces two exciting new premium cigar lines, Casino Gold HRS High Roller Selection and Kismet. Hand-rolled in Honduras with a blend of four distinct quality fillers wrapped in a rich Habano Rosado wrapper, the Casino Gold HRS is a medium-bodied cigar for high rollers who never gamble on flavor. For a robust option, try our bold Dominican Puro, Kismet, meaning destiny, a blend of six Dominican tobaccos. It's bold, smooth, burns evenly, and leaves a clean white ash. There, we narrowed the options. Lead or follow. Visit royalgoldcigars.com. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. 
Nothing stands the test of a good time like a brick house. For more, visit BrickHouseCigars.com. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. authority on cigars, spirits, diversions, and the good life. The General Cigar Dave. All right, final segment. We welcome back Jim Barry, the digital answer man from Las Vegas NV, attending the uh, Consumer Electronics Show all week. And uh, first of all, Jim, let me give you a restaurant recommendation. you got to go to one of my favorite spots, Piero's on Piero's. Convention oh, yes, Center. Yes, yes, yes. you got to go there. spots as well. Freddie and Evan, his son now runs the place. I, 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 I'll eat there sometimes at any or when I'm in Vegas, two, three times in a row. It's the best. Yeah, it's great. Fantastic. Now, let's talk about some other items that uh, our lieutenants can be on the lookout. First of all, let's talk about wearable technology. For me, I know that Apple's been talking about coming out with a watch. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a traditionalist. I like the old-time chronographs. I don't think I could be seen... I don't think I'd want to wear one of those high-tech type watches. Yeah, I know. And, you know, most of the... the uh uh, press about wearable technology in the last year has been about Google Glass, that kind of headset that you wear that gives you a heads-up display out in front of you uh, or slightly to the side, or the Galaxy Gear, which is the wristwatch that's really a 200 or $300 accessory for your Galaxy Note uh, smartphone. And basically what the, each of those does is lets you do anything you do with a smartphone, from take pictures to check emails um, to uh, just make calls and stuff without taking the phone out of your pocket. So that's really cool. But uh, a lot of watches, you know, where wearable tech is really being uh, used uh, mostly is in health and fitness. And there's a number of these watches or wristbands. The Fitbit uh, is one, and the Nike Fuel and ones like that that can monitor your workouts and do all and or just uh, keep track. You can put in what you've eaten and can keep track of your sleep habits and all the rest of that kind of stuff. So there's other great... Uh, health and fitness things, some uh, heartbeat monitors, pulse monitors uh, um, that you can use uh, when you're working out. You can do stuff that uh, you can check your blood pressure with a blood pressure sleeve and plug it right into your iPhone or iPad and keep track or send it off to your doctor. So I think health and fitness is where wearables are really going to be most used, certainly in the short term, until somebody comes up with some other pretty cool applications for them. Yeah, I'm just, I like wearing my chronograph, and I just don't want one of those. Uh, I know that, that uh, Android's got one Samsung, and I see the yeah. commercials for I'm like, I'm not going to wear 
that. Yeah, I know. Uh, just, uh, I, I can't see. Now, uh, one thing I see that one of the big items that I know a lot of the TV networks are talking about was a connected toothbrush that has a mobile app, and I think it's a a, uh, a Bluetooth-type thing yeah. where it monitors your br- your strokes. Isn't that a little bit over the top? Well, I think it may be. It may be. Uh, and, um, you know, most of us, uh, I think... Some of us of a certain age have been brushing our teeth for a good long time and doing a pretty good job at yeah. it. At least that's what my dentist tells me. Low tech, and it still, still works. Yeah, it still works fine. So there's some things that I think are you probably don't need to get high tech with. Uh, but uh, I'll tell you one thing. This is part of a trend that's called the Internet of Things. Just yep. about everything with a sensor in it and perhaps a little broadcast chip that can send stuff to either to a smartphone or to another device or to one or another. One of the coolest things I, uh, I saw here as a guy who used to play some basketball is a smart basketball. It's called 9450. It's a regulation basketball, and it comes with an app for your uh, iPhone. And inside that basketball, taped to the inside or welded to it or somehow, there's a sensor. And you can then, once you sync it up to your iPhone, uh, it will tell you, it can um, monitor your shot and tell you about the arc. It gives you, it's like a coach. It's really a virtual coach. It'll give you workouts and drills to do and tell you you're dribbling uh, harder with your yeah. left hand than your right hand and monitor all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think that, it's very, that would be, very cool. Yeah, that would be very cool. Real quickly, about 30 seconds. Uh, I know a lot of the auto manufacturers are displaying there. What are we going to see in the dashboard in terms of electronics and high-tech? Well, just about everything. What we have here is the culmination of all these technologies in cars for navigation, for security, uh, for entertainment, and now all these sensors in there and wireless technology. What, what, What does that give you? Driverless cars. So cars that will drive you home. I know it was a couple nights when I would have liked to have one of those. Right. But it really, that technology is very, very close, and I think it'll first be seen in cars on highways that have kind of the ground base of an automatic pilot. You're going to see that sooner than you think. Now, uh, I tell you, everything's happening so quick in technology that I guarantee you, when I talk to you, probably later this spring, we're going to see even more change. So, Jim, I look forward to having you right here in the Cigar City and Humidor 1A, and I appreciate you joining us as you wrap everything up from uh, the CES out in Vegas. My pleasure. Nice nice to be with you. Pleasure. Jim Barry, the Digital Answer Man, lieutenants. Love technology, love the toys, love the gadgets. Can't get enough. Cigar Day, the general saying, Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure. And may all of your technology and all your gadgets give you the same amount of pleasure that your cigars, your libations, and your dames give you, at least most of the time.